for what you're doing in us tonight. I thank you, Father, that you have something for us, Lord, and we're just determined right now we're going to reach out with faith, Lord, and pull on that anointing, pull on the word that you have for us, Father God, and I just trust tonight that the people are with me and that we're going to receive, Lord, all that you have for us, Father God. You're going to reveal some things to us in your word because it's your word is the answer to everything, Lord. In our life, whatever we're dealing with, your word is the answer. And Father God, I'm just trusting you tonight, and I'm, I'm trusting and relying upon the help of the Holy Spirit uh, to use me tonight to speak something that will help the people in Jesus' name. Father God, we give you all the glory. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, yeah, get it all. <laughs> get it all. Did you, uh, yeah, because y'all, well, I love the babies back there in the daycare. <laughs> I'm an honorary daycare worker. And you can offer those children, you offer them the same plate of food. And some of them are hungrier than others. <laughs> some of them are hungrier than others. And they get more. And like, we don't withhold, like if, if they finish it and they want some more, they just get some more. And... So some of you could be hungrier than others. Yeah, but you can ch- make your mind up right now that you're hungry. Right. Yeah. And just because you're hungry doesn't mean you're going to eat everything on the plate. Yeah. Right? So we shouldn't pick and choose the, the parts of the plate that we want. We should, because if God's offering us something, it's all good. Right. <clears throat> it's all good. Hallelujah. So, uh, we've been we've been talking on a couple of different subjects here at this church. Chris has been talking about truth, right? He's been talking about truth, and we've been talking about healing some. And so that's what we're going to keep on tonight is the healing. Amen. And I am so sorry. I feel like there's something in my eye, but anyway, I'll be I'll be okay. <laughs> um, we're gonna keep we're gonna be on healing. And I'm going to do, have, did y'all ever use Cliff's Notes? Yeah. <laughs> Who's used Cliff, Cliff's Notes? Yeah, some of y'all, I don't, do they even do Cliff's Notes anymore? They're called what? I think they're Spark Notes. Spark Notes. Okay, well, <clears throat> sorry. In my time, in my day, back in my day, <laughs> like five years ago, you know, um, <laughs> I used, there was Cliff's Notes, and you know what, I used them. I did. I used that when I didn't want to read that book that was going to take me like five weeks to read it, and I had a test on it the next day. I got those Cliff's Notes. So I'm kind of going to give you a Cliff's Notes version on healing tonight. And so anything I talk about tonight, there's most definitely a lot more that could be said about it, like whole series worth of things that you could say on anything that I say tonight. But, you know, if I had five minutes with you, like if I met you for the first time and I had 15 minutes with you, or it's probably going to be longer than 15 minutes, but, you know, this, these are the kind of things I would try to get over to you. And so that's what we're going to do. Praise God. And did you notice Rex, Rex kind of, Rex kicked this, the healing flow off on that, it was March 6th. And he preached that Sunday morning on Jesus, the healer of all. 
And I want now, everybody that was here that Sunday morning is not here tonight. Here, I'm going to mute myself for just a second, because, or you can mute me. Okay, I want to ask you, since that time, who in here has had any kind of attack of the enemy in your body? Just raise your hand high. If you've had a physical attack in your body since March 6th, that was about a month ago. (laughs) Okay. Y'all see that? Okay. Now, this should not surprise us. It should not. Because when when you come into truth, that truth is going to be challenged. Now, you might say, well, then just, I don't even want to know. <laughs> you know I'll, just, I'll just look right out. I don't need to know. You know, but that doesn't, that doesn't prevent those things from happening or sickness trying to come on you, okay, by not knowing what to do. Um, yeah, so, but when you, anytime you come into the truth on something, the enemy is going to find out if you really believe the word. And he's going to do it, but like, will you still believe even when the circumstances say something different? It's going to happen. It's going to happen in any area. If you come up to the light, if you come up to the truth of God's word, it will be challenged. Now, we shouldn't be afraid of it because the very word, the very truth that we come up to is the same word that's going to overcome. Okay, so we, we don't need to be afraid of it. But just know, and don't be surprised. We shouldn't be surprised um, when that happens. Okay, so it's, it's, it's not surprising. Um, we are not ignorant of his device. When, yeah, his device is to challenge the truth. Okay, and so... Yeah, it's no, no surprise. This happened. Um, okay, praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Glory to God. So I want to say, you know, when sickness comes knocking on your door, when it, we, we are not to be surprised. We're to be fortified. So it, it comes visiting. It, we don't open like, oh, my God. What's, you know, but no, we're fortified. We're ready. We're ready for the enemy. Fortified, it means that you are provided with defensive works against attack. So you have already built up a defense. When you're fortified, you have already built up your defense. Okay? It's already there in place. If I have a robber... Now, I don't don't need to know what you think about guns and all that. Um, But if I have a robber come to my house, they're breaking in. That is not the time for me to drive to the store and buy a gun. <laughs> I better already have one. And it should not only, and Chris would be like, yes, amen. It should already be loaded. And, and I don't like them, I don't, you know, I don't like them just loaded laying around the house. But, you know, if you want to be as prepared as you could be, you would have one loaded and ready, okay? Okay, now, I don't need any hate mail. I think most of you would agree with me. 
So that's not the time to try to figure out what I'm going to do. All right. So when is the time to get fortified? It is not when the enemy is at the gate. And so we're, we're late to the game if that's when we're trying to figure it out. Now, thank God for his mercy, right? Thank God for his mercy, and we have the supernatural help of the Holy Spirit who can help us when we maybe have not done what we should have been doing in fortifying ourselves. Because he will, he will still help us. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He will still help us. And we have angels. We have, we have the help of the Holy Spirit. We've got everything on our side that we will access, that we will take full use of. Amen? Okay, so I, I want to say, if you are dealing right now with sickness, most likely, if you've been a part of this church, you have that word in you. Now, it may not be at the surface, you know what I mean? It may be word you've heard and you know and all that, but it may need to be revived. Brought up, made alive again in your spirit. Amen. But it's in there, no doubt, if you've, you know, if you've been around here long enough. Amen. So what you would need to do is just exercise that muscle. We have muscles. I mean, I have, I've got muscles. <laughs> I've got them. But, yeah, we all have muscles. But they're not all developed, okay? And when I realize, okay, I need to use that muscle, but I'm not strong enough to use that muscle, but, okay, what do I need to do? I need to work that muscle. And I need to not focus on other things. Like, if I know I need that muscle, like, immediate, like, I need it now, I shouldn't be trying to build my calf muscles up, you know? So if you're dealing with sickness and, and you're not on top of it, don't be focusing on other things. You need to focus on healing. Just make that your primary focus. Because we want to be a well-rounded Christian, I know, but when we're in a battle, we need to divert all of our energy to that area. Amen. If you're not where you should be. It, you know, enable in the ability to fight. Um, because, and I just want to encourage you, keep after it. Amen. Keep after it. Amen. This is kind of a, a pep talk, right? Like, yeah. you can do it. Amen. You can. Yes, amen. The Bible says you can. Right. Right. The, Bible, the Bible says we are more than conquerors in Christ. Yeah. Right? In him we can do all things. So all things means I can get on top of this sickness. Amen. All things Amen. means I can't overcome this. This will leave. This is a passing thing. I don't care if it's been ten years long. This is a passing thing. Okay? This is a passing thing because the Bible says I can. Amen. So you can do it. And some things need the momentum of our faith to push us over the top. You know, when you get momentum going on something, something you just have to keep and you get more and more momentum. Maybe you haven't, you know, gotten over it yet. Maybe you haven't gotten over that mountain yet. Keep the momentum of faith going, and it will push you over the top, okay? But if you get tired, if you let up, you lose the momentum. And then you've got to start all over. So I just want to say, if you're dealing right now, you're just going to have to exercise that muscle. Amen. Amen? And stay with it. Stay with it. 
Praise God. It is, and it's a mistake. It is a mistake, and it's a threat to our faith to coast when it's easy. Maybe, this <laughs> is so tempting, isn't it? We get to the other side of something, and this, is, this doesn't just apply to healing. I'm talking about healing, but it can be anything. Um, we can get to the other side of something and maybe feel fatigued, like we got faith fatigue. You know, I'm spent, right? I'm spent. And go into a season of, it seems like everything's going our way. <laughs> and, and we want to enjoy that season to the fullest, don't we? <laughs> We're like... We want to enjoy that season. But it is a mistake, and I've done it. I know every single person in here has done it. You get lazy with your faith. You get lazy, and you don't do what you need to do to be fortified. So it's, don't start coasting. If nothing's going wrong in your life right now, this is not the time to be on autopilot. It's not. Amen. Let's take a look at 1 Peter. And I'm, you know, I'm human. Are you, are you human? Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I sure hope so. Um, yeah, some alien form in here. Um, let me get there, and then I'll say what I was going to say here. But... We need to not, and I'm saying this to you because I have found myself in this place on many things, and so I'm sure that there's people in here that would feel the same. There are times when you, you know better. Yeah. You know better. Yeah. Okay? You know, okay, you've, you've really pressed through, you've gotten a victory, and then you've let it slide or whatever, and then you're presented with something else that maybe you wouldn't have been presented with if you had stayed on top of your faith. Okay. And then you remind yourself, right? The next time when I get to, okay, don't, I got to stay with it. I got to stay with it. Right? And then, not being clear, I'm trying to be vague because it could be in any area, you know? Like a prayer. You know, you get a momentum of prayer going. And then some things happen that kind of distract you. You get busy with day-to-day life. And things happen, and you lose that momentum. Okay? And then you start experiencing things that you were not experiencing when you were in that flow of prayer. And so you get back in the flow of prayer. (laughs) And then it's like a cycle, you know? It's a cycle. But sometimes, we got to grow up sometimes. Sometimes we, well, there has to be a moment where we learn our lesson. And let's not beat ourselves up about it, because we've all done that in different areas. But at some point, we've got to grow up. I've got to grow up. And this is one of those areas, healing is one of those areas, because we know this, that we can experience healing or receive our healing in different ways. Right? Someone could lay hands on you, and you could, there could be a, that healing flow. Uh, you know, there's an anointing. Some people have an anointing, like pastor has an anointing that flows sometimes for healing specifically. Or, you know, there, should, there could be gifts of healings in operation. Uh, or some, you, somebody else could pray and use their faith. But I was, I was listening to um, 
Brother Hagen today, and he gave some really good stories. And he said something to this effect, that if you receive healing if through one of those other means, unless you become established yourself, you will lose it. Yeah. You'll eventually lose it because you don't have, because there is something, and we'll talk about it later, where you have to hold fast to that. <clears throat> because there will be another day. <laughs> there will be another day that the enemy tries to bring that back on you. And if you are not established in what you believe and in the truth of healing, it'll be taken from you. And so we shouldn't, yeah, maybe that takes us a little bit longer because we're learning on the healing aspect. Maybe, maybe it takes us a little bit longer. It doesn't have to, but maybe it does. But you know what? If, if you use these principles, if you use the word and stand on the word, um, and, you know, God's faithful. God is faithful. He will perform his word if we do our part. <clears throat> you get on the other side of that, and look, you've, you've got some experience now. And we only get experience by doing. And so it's, we shouldn't shy away from the challenge. Whatever it is. Maybe you get a headache one day. Okay, look, I'm not against Tylenol. But that's an opportunity, really. A headache is not a life-threatening situation. I mean, it can feel like one. <laughs> it can feel like one for sure. But, you know, hey, maybe you're at home that day. You don't have to sit there and smile at people all day and it's your job or something. And you just decide, you know what, I'm not going to take that Tylenol today. I'm going to get in the Word. I'm going to exercise my faith. And why not start with something like that? Okay? We have to exercise. I cannot jump from a 20-pound weight to a 100-pound weight and not, uh, it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be hard <laughs> for me to do. First Peter 5, 8, it says, be sober. Remember I was talking about don't coast in the easy times. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, <clears throat> this tells us right here, you're going to have to watch. You're going to have to pay attention. If you're coasting, if you're on autopilot, you're not paying attention. You're coasting on the momentum of yesterday's faith. And eventually... You're going to be out of stock. So we have to be vigilant. And it says, seeking whom he may devour. May he devour you. May he. I'm asking. Because what, how, what your response to that is, is matters. <laughs> because what you, what you have to say about it matters. Amen. So here's our Cliff's Notes. Let's turn to John 10, 10. Yeah, I heard you going to John 10. I'm like, hey, that's a good place. <clears throat> we know this scripture. But it's really good. It just tells us where to lay the blame. It says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy this is Jesus, says, I have come that they, might, they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. 
He doesn't, there's, there's nothing in here that says I, I bring sickness to them also, but so they'll learn their lesson. Hmm. <coughs> Trying to teach them some humility. Now, it says the thief, and the thief is Satan. There's no, he doesn't come for any other thing except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Sickness is not life. It has no part of life. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life, that you might have it more abundantly. Like, not just life, but you're gonna, like an abundant life. Like the best life you could even dream or imagine. Or greater than that, really. Because his plans and his thoughts, his dreams for us are, are wilder and more spectacular than our own. Amen? And so he came to give us life. He didn't come to give us sickness. Amen. Sickness is basically death on the way. It, it is in progress. So you just have to know this to the, like the depths of your soul. <laughs> that Sickness is not from God. He's not using it to help you. And I mean, it's a condition of this fallen world. It's a result of sin in this earth. Does that mean that you've sinned? No. Everybody that gets sick doesn't mean they've sinned. But we're in this world, and, and the things of this world will try to touch our lives, but we don't have to take it. <laughs> we, don't have, we can say, no, that's not mine. Um, return to cinder. <clears throat> yeah. No, no, don't sign for that package. Don't sign for that. Uh, don't you know God's a better parent than we are? Would you ever... Try to help your kids in some form or fashion by putting sickness on them. No. We would take it. We would suffer in their place. And that's exactly what God did. He sent Jesus to suffer in our place. Amen. To pay the consequence for us. He did. So why would he do that? Why would he put it on Jesus but then still want to put it on us? I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. <clears throat> we're redeemed from sickness. Amen. Amen. In Galatians 3.13, you don't have to turn there. It says we are redeemed from the curse of the law. Amen. Over in Deuteronomy, it tells us what's part of that curse, and sickness is it. Amen. Sickness is part of it. It's not all of it, but sickness is part of the curse, and we're redeemed from it. Amen. Amen. So that's the very first thing. You just got to know, like, don't even let that be a question or thought. It has nothing to do with your healing. Sickness you don't, you don't need to do that. So when you get finished struggling with that, that God's trying to teach you something or for some other reason, um, then you're not going to fight against the word. Amen. And that's where your health is. Amen. So first thing, John 10, 10. Sickness is not of God. Life, life is of God. Amen. Health is of God. I think I'll have that, please. <laughs> I think I'm going to take that one. <laughs> okay. Now, next thing is we, we've got to think right. We have got to think right. Um, Proverbs 23, 7. It says, so, it, this is not all it says, but it, it, there's a phrase. So as he thinks in his heart, so is he. This, this is one of those things like you could have a whole sermon series on it. And, you know, this whole... There's a, things in the Bible, it's really backed up by natural science and, and things. I mean, this is, this is one of them. 
it's proven, like what you think about affects your life. It affects your life. Um, so we have to think, how are we thinking about sickness? How are we thinking about our health? Amen? Whatever you set your mind on, you're going your to gravitate that direction. Your life's going to gravitate that direction. Like when Faith uh, rode horses uh, an ancient long time ago. <laughs> it's been a long time. But <clears throat> a well-trained horse, you don't even have to use the reins. If you're sitting on a horse and you look a certain way, your body makes just minuscule adjustments, and the horse feels that, like, there's pressure to go that way just by looking a certain direction. That's the way it is. Where, whatever direction your thoughts are, you're going to speak in line with that. Okay, whatever direction your thoughts are, your life's going to just trend that way. Okay, so we have to, we got to be thinking about, what are we thinking about? Um, it's going to steer your life. Amen? And so we've got, we need to be careful that we don't accept measures of defeat as we get older. I know, I've been thinking about this, you know. I'm better in my thoughts about getting older now. <laughs> I am, I am. I'm just, I'm going to try to help some young people here. <clears throat> and I'm still young, by the way, but... I mean, like in your 20s, you know. Don't stress out about being older. Just don't. Because I basically wasted the last half of my 30s by thinking about getting older. And that is a wrong way to live your life. You, how do you think about getting older? I think it is really ingrained, even in Christians. If you would just, you know, be honest with yourself. You don't have to be honest with me. Um... There's probably something in you that you have accepted a certain line of thinking in relationship to getting older. And we've got to watch that. Amen. Because we start accept we get to keep what we sign for. We get to keep what we accept. So if you you know, wake up one day and your something hurts just a little bit, but it's not terrible. It's livable, you know. And you don't do anything about it. You don't get on top of it with your faith. Okay. Well, pretty soon, maybe you don't really pay attention to it that much anymore. You just learn to live with it. Okay, well, you're, that's, you're accepting a measure of defeat. You're saying, well, I don't want to exercise my faith. I don't want to spend my faith on that because it's not that critical. Well, those things kind of build up over time. Yeah. And so, we need to not, and if you found, if you go from here, or even right now, and realize you have accepted measures of defeat in some area of your life, you need to change your mind about it. You need, to, you need to decide, you know what, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to do what it takes to build my faith to the level that those things are not acceptable in my life anymore. You know, unless you just want to keep on slowly just accepting more and more levels of defeat. <clears throat> and so you may have ha 
held on to something for 10 years, a package you signed for that's not a welcome package. And maybe you just need to decide to return that thing. And it's not too late. And so I want to challenge you about what you're thinking about getting older. And, and what we think comes with that, you know. So we know we're going to get older. I know it. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess we're going to get older. On the calendar, we're going to get older. And we, yes, we have to be good stewards of our body. I know that. I, I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm... Uh, I'm working on it, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to work on it, you know? I know I can do better. Y'all just, just, y'all just mind your own business, okay? <laughs> All right, so I realize that there's natural things that we have to do. But being healthy is not just about natural things. It's a, it's a condition of the spirit, too. So, and that's important. That's just as important as what we do in the natural. Okay, so, look, we need to... We need to think young. Amen. We need to think yeah. young. Amen. Amen. I like Pastor Nancy's. I like her philosophy, okay? She wants to hang out with young people. She's like, I don't want, you know. Because if you start thinking old, you're going to be old. And not just in your body. You're going to be old in your thinking. Just because we get old in the calendar doesn't mean just somehow magically our brain has to be. We can stay young. We can stay young, amen, and, you know, and youthful. And so I'm just going to keep hanging around with the babies. <laughs> Let's look at Isaiah 40. And if, hey, look, if you realize, okay, I think maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I just need to expose myself to some youth, some young people, and get a fresh perspective. And I'm just, I'm not talking about being immature or anything. I'm just, you know, think about, Yourself, when you were 20, 25 years old. When you drove around in the car, were you thinking about the, you know, you probably weren't weighted down with, why is my knee hurting so much? (laughs) You probably weren't. And I'm not saying that to make light of it. I'm really not, because I know that we deal with real things. But... If your knee hurt you when you were 25, your perception of it probably would be like, man, that stinks. And, you know, do something about it. And, but not expect it to remain. Yeah. You know, you don't expect it to remain. And so we need to do that. If something new, like we're over 30 people, uh, you know, shows up one day in our body, okay, we need to deal with it. But we shouldn't just expect, oh my gosh, is that going to stay there forever? You know, is that going to be there forever? You know, that kind of concern tries to come upon you, you know? And so, no, it does not have to be there forever. So, that's what I mean by changing our perspective to more youthful perspective. Because a youthful person would not expect a pain that shows up in their body one day. Like, oh no, this is another thing I'm going to add to my measure of defeat, you know, they wouldn't do that, they would think, man, okay, I need to deal with this, but it wouldn't be, they wouldn't calculate that into their future, okay, Isaiah 40, wow, I mean, I may not get there every day tonight, I'm going to have to speed, speed through, I'm supposed to be doing cliff notes, aren't I, <laughs> Isaiah 40, 
This is what the Word says, and this is great. And someone who's under 30, you probably don't think you need this scripture, but you really do. <laughs> and you need to be developing your faith on it right now. Amen. Okay, Isaiah 40, 29 through 31, it says, He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths faint and, he, and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Listen, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I mean, if something has to be renewed, that means, like, I used it all. I used my strength, okay, but it's renewed. I've got more. Like, he's renewing my strength every single day. Amen. Amen. I'm going to run and not grow. I mean, if I want to. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) If I want to. I'm going to run, and I'm not going to grow weary. I'm going to walk, and I won't faint. Okay? Yeah. I don't want to. But if I wanted to, I could, and I wouldn't grow weary. Amen? Amen. This needs to be in our mouth. You know, you're having a hard day. You feel unworn down. Run. No, hey. He renews my my strength. Amen? My youth is renewed like the eagles. I will run and not grow weary. I will walk and not faint. Amen? As the day is, so shall my strength be. My flesh is as fresh as a child's, and I'm returning to the days of my youth. I mean, these are the things that need to be in your mouth. When, the, when your body's telling you something different, you need to redirect it. You need to re- redirect it to where it needs to go. Amen? So, you need to change your thinking. If you've accepted small measures of defeat, you need to take them back. You need to take back that ground. Amen? Okay? The third thing is, and let's turn to Psalm 103. This is, I'm going to say it because I believe it is true. Now, in our experience, it doesn't seem true. But I believe it's true because the word, the word is simple. Amen? Amen? And that, that's, healing is easier than we think it is. And, and that's probably our problem is we're thinking about it. We're trying to mentally reason it so too much. Okay, um, we're thinking about it too much, and so I've been meditating on this. Rex, when he preached his message, "Jesus, Healer of All," he he read this Psalm one hundred three, and I just saw it in a different way. I mean, w- this is a very familiar psalm. Everybody in here probably knows this psalm or has heard this psalm, and we can quote it. I was doing it before I got to like halfway through it for memory, so I'm working on it. <laughs> But I've really been meditating on this, and that's what you need to do is to meditate on healing scriptures. If you're dealing with um, sickness, even if you're not, but you know you need to fortify yourself in that, you need to meditate on it. And that means you're sitting in it. You're marinating in it. You're not just, it's not a passing read to check off your reading for the day. It's you're reading it, you're thinking about it, you're from all different ways, you know. And that's what, when Rex read this, I just saw it different. And and it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. You sometimes you have to tell yourself 
to bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul. And don't you forget it. Don't you forget all his benefits. Because it's, we can forget it. What are his benefits? Who forgives, and I like to put myself in there, who forgives all my iniquities, who heals all my diseases, who redeems my life from destruction, who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies, and who satisfies my mouth, he, that, or my life. He satisfies my life with good things. So what? So that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Yeah. Amen? Amen? But this... Verse 3, it just really stuck out to me whenever um, Rex said it. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Now, us churched people, <laughs> we don't really have a problem believing that God heals or forgives all our iniquities, do we? We tend to re readily accept that. I know some people may be coming into the kingdom... Have, maybe have struggled with, will God forgive me of this, or will he forgive me of this, or I've done, okay. But eventually we come to the, you know, we have faith, don't we? When, when you gave your life to Christ, and you asked him to forgive you of your sins, you believed he did it. You believed he did it. And did you necessarily feel forgiven at that moment? Did you? No. Uh, but you're in, but eventually your life kind of started making some changes, didn't it? It started, it started moving a direction. But you, you believed he forgave you. This is, this is right here in this, I don't know how more simple it can be. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. I, when I read that and he was preaching, I'm like, you know what? Right, yeah, he, easily he forgave our sins. And easily he heals our disease. It lumps it right in there with forgive with salvation. You know, he. It, so it, it's simple. In, on God's side, it's, it's simple. He's already done it. Um, just like we believe God for salvation, we believe Him for healing. I mean, His word right here says, "Who heals all your diseases." So we can believe something without necessarily feeling the effect of it at that moment. Amen. 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 Praise God. <clears throat> so I've been meditating on that. Um, you know that healing is not doesn't come in your mental realm. Yeah. Like your brain doesn't have to necessarily agree. I mean, it's always helpful when your when your brain when your head when your mind agrees with your spirit. It's that's always a good thing. <laughs> and the, the more developed your spirit is, you know, the more your mind's going to be renewed to be in agreement with that. Okay, but healing is not mental. It's of the spirit. And so when you have, when you have healing settled for you in your spirit, when it's a fact for you in your spirit, it's going to work its way out into the natural Amen. I remember this was a long this was a long time ago. I think it was right like the last time we had Reverend Hockaday. I'm almost finished here. I had like I was I don't know what I was doing, but I felt something, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm good. I had like a lump on my arm, 
and it was sore, and it was like, it just came up out of nowhere. And so, obviously, you know, fear tries to come on you. Mm -hmm. Like, it could be a swollen gland, you know, and so, you know, the immediate thought is, oh my gosh, what if that's cancer? You know, the devil is mean, he's gonna try, so fear, first, you just get out of fear, number one. But anyway, that thing came up on me, and so I know what to do, I've heard the word, I know the word, right, you know, but... But knowing the word is not the same as walking in it. <laughs> that you can know something but not be doing it or not be walking in it or, you know, experiencing the effects of it. And so I, you know, probably, I think I said a prayer. I said a prayer for sure. And, you know, a couple days go by and so nothing's happening. So I realize, yeah, I'm going to have to do some more. I'm not going to be able to just say a little prayer and go. And so I, I stopped praying. I stopped. Sometimes you need to you need to get in the Word, and what are you really holding to? What's the scripture you're really holding to? Um, and it could be different. And this is later on my notes, but it sounds good right here. The scripture that you were able to use and get out of something or you know overcome something in one instance may not be the right one for this situation. Even if it's healing, maybe it's healing both times. The scripture you were able that you really had faith in and just was alive to you that one time, don't necessarily assume next time you face that or some other situation that's for healing that that's the scripture. That's good. Amen. And so I don't remember what scripture it was that just like yeah, that's it, you know, but I found that scripture and I just meditated on that, I meditated on that, I meditated on that, I meditated on that, to the point where I was able to make a declaration mm-hmm. in that scripture. I did, and you know what I did from that point? I left it. I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that thing is settled. Yeah, in my thought, now, that's done. That's, I've spent my time, my faith's up there, and you know, you know when your faith's there. Okay, because when you you can say it with confidence, you can make your declaration, you can make your prayer in confidence. Okay, and then I'm ready to move on. It's done as far as I'm concerned. Now, if it came back to my mind, what would I do? I would just thank God. Thank God that that's that's taken care of, that thing's going away. And I just did not pay much attention because we were having Jim Hockaday in, all that, you know, but several days went by. And I thought, oh, yeah, and that thing, I mean, it wasn't totally gone at that point, but it was just a fraction of what it was. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's fine, it's done, you know. And I didn't even check it from that point on, you know, because that thing skedaddled out of there. Um, so I don't even know what my point was. I don't know. Healing has to be settled in your spirit. Yeah. Okay? We can know healings for us, but... It has, to, it has to flow from your spirit. Yeah. You have to have it as a fact there. Amen. Okay. Four. I prom- oh, my gosh. I'm like preaching as long as Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Last page. See? See? Okay. You're going to have to resist it. Yeah. When the enemy comes, you're going to have to resist him. Yeah. James 4, 7. I want to quote it exactly right. I think I know exactly right, but 
You have to resist him. What does it say? It says, therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. He will flee from you. He will. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Resist the devil, and he will flee. And we're not going to resist him with our thoughts. We're not going to wish him away. We have to resist him with the word. Okay? Uh, the word of God and Christ in you is what overcomes the devil's attack. You on your own, you're not a match. Okay? Don't try to resist the devil in your own might. He's going to make you like the seven sons of Sceva. Y'all remember that story? In Acts 19? Well, okay, I'm going to paraphrase. Hopefully I don't get anything wrong in here. In, in Acts 19, Paul, the disciples, they, there was lots, of, lots going on. Lots of good going on. Lots of miracles. They were like taking cloths and praying over them and... They were giving them to people and putting them on, on people. Sickness was being driven out of their bodies. And even any demonic spirits that were present with the sickness got out. Okay? Well, there were some exorcists in town that saw this going on. Saw them, Paul and, his, and the disciples, using the name of Jesus. So they thought, hey, I'm going to use that too. I'm gonna, that looks like something really good. And they tried it. And the demon spoke up and said, Paul, I know. Uh, and, and Jesus, I know. But who are you? you know. <laughs> and they, they got stripped naked and had to run out of town. So, so remember, the word in Christ in you is what's going to overcome the devil. That's right. like you yourself are not going to overcome the devil. <laughs> okay. Don't try that. Okay? So what, what scripture does God want you to use? And then the last thing, turn to Hebrews 10. Verse 19. It says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, praise God for the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us, through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. He says we're going to have to hold fast. We're going to have to hold fast to what we believe. Amen. Because why would, he tell, why would he tell us to hold fast if there's not opportunity to, to lose something? Yeah. Why would he tell, tell us to hold? If I'm holding on tight, that means hold fast. He doesn't just say hold it. It just hold fast. Like I'm holding on for dear life here. So it's not ripped away from me. Amen. And we have to hold fast in the test. And we have to hold fast in those easy times. Amen. Because in, um, and you can listen. Brother Hagen's got a lot of good stories. I'll end with this. You might want to just 
listen to him sometime on healing because he's really good. But he's got a lot of examples how people received healing, like in prayer lines and things like that, miraculously healed. Six weeks later, three months later, they're back, right back. Because they were not established in that healing. Amen. They were not established themselves because there will come a time that the enemy will wait for an opportunity. He will wait for a weakness. He will wait for an opportunity to try to take from you what you have received. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father God, we just worship you tonight. I thank you, Father.